So since the time of the Old Testament, which is the majority of the Bible, when you observe every single time that there is an encounter with God, the response, and which is the correct response, especially for the Old Testament, by all the prophets unanimously, is something along the lines of, oh no, I'm in trouble. And the reason for that is because the faith of those people were at the level of understanding that God is so distant from them and that they're so minuscule before his presence that they, in all common sense, should be obliterated by just looking at God because of how they perceived how beyond that he was beyond them. And so this is, this is the right response. And, and you see it, you know, in different episodes, like, for instance, when the tabernacle was being uh, marched down towards Jerusalem and it almost fell, and a man who wasn't qualified to touch it reached out to, to grab it, actually. It's a very interesting passage. And when he touched it, he, he immediately was struck dead. So you see, like, that, that illustration of, like, the inaccessibility to God. Well, Jesus kind of takes us to that child relationship of understanding child's maturity to a level of not servitude to God, but friendship. You can approach me, as this woman did in today's gospel, she did so courageously. As this woman was able to access Jesus. And so what I want to do in this homily is just kind of share a personal reflection. Something I haven't shared in a homily before. Um, and I always thought I didn't like to share in a homily, and the reason for that is because it's kind of deep, and it needs like another context, maybe a Bible study or something, but I'm going to share it with you anyway. And it's the perspective of the priest during Mass. You can imagine, you know, there, there is just like in a musical piece, a buildup and a crescendo, which is the high point, that happens with the prayers of the Mass. We start off asking the mercy of God, strengthen us by your, our weakness by your mercy, have mercy on us, Holy Mighty One, have mercy on us. And you see the language is riddled throughout the Mass. Well, there's a certain point after the priest calls upon the Holy Spirit to come down upon the, the mysteries, the bread and wine, that at that point, the priest is able to pick up the host. That's the first time he's really touching the body of Christ. And you see the elevation that takes place. And at this point of Mass, if you pay attention, there's a lot of smells, the incense, and bells, right? So that means there's something really sacred happening. Now, I want you to put yourself, if possible, in the shoes or the mind of the priest and, and answer this question. What are you supposed to feel during that time? What are you supposed to think during that time where you're holding the body of Christ in your hands, and not just are you holding it, but you have the extreme privilege beyond angels and men to take the host and break it, knowing that scientifically all of those minuscule particles are going everywhere. You see me if you pay attention. I'm very particular during Mass. I, I move things around, I make things perfect because it's for the Lord. But sometimes I feel the corporal, which is the little 
almost like the napkin on the altar, to see if there's any crumbs, and I, I'll put them in the chalice. I don't know if you pay attention to that. But that's what's happening. Our Lord is in His magnificence, beyond words, allowing mortal flesh, sinful hands, to break Him. To break Him. And not just to break Him, but to mingle the body with the blood, holding on to Jesus for a long time. Now, this is the, deep, the deeper part, brothers and sisters. This is the very deep part. This is, this is not giving pearls to swine, so don't waste this pearl. Don't, don't give what is holy, you know? You have to, I'm saying it, I hope you appreciate it. This part of the Mass is almost like a nuptial part. Just like in the marriage, there's a nuptial relationship between the husband and wife, right? In the Mass, the priest says nuptial language, right? He says, this is my body given up for you. This is my blood given up for you. Isn't that what the husband and wife say to each other? Isn't that the language of that, of that relationship of marriage? It's so much so that even, again, it's very mature here. Even on the first night, the way that things were intended to be, there should be blood. Right? This is my blood given up for you. And so the priest is standing there as a representative of the church and as a representative of Christ and being part of this very sacred moment of the mingling of the body and blood on the altar, the sacrifice on the altar. I hope you're following this. So let me ask you again. How is the priest supposed to feel during this time? And what is the priest supposed to think during this time? And I don't, I don't have an answer. After 11 years, over 11 years of saying Masses, I don't have an answer. So what I do is like a fly on the wall. I internally just am in an appreciative mode of observing what I'm doing and letting God do all the work. It's a very profound part of the Mass. So that's all to say this. That, that example I used of the musical piece and going up to the crescendo, that's not even the highest point of the Mass, actually. The highest point of the Mass is not just when you touch Him, but when you receive Him. That's, that's just an anomaly right there. We, we shouldn't be able to do that. No sense that can explain that, to account for that. There's nothing that can accomplish. But we moved from this immature relationship in the Old Testament where we can't access God to the Lord opening up the floodgates and saying, here's full access to me, just like this woman touched the Lord. What's supposed to happen to us? As I'm moved when I do this part of the Mass, as I'm overwhelmed, and you, you, I'm sure you get a sense of that in the way I'm commun- telling you this, this woman, Jesus knew who touched her. He asked, who touched me? You think he didn't know? You think he doesn't know the author of life and the one who sustains her being, what she just did? He's very aware who touched him. But he wants her to take account and witness to how he affected her. He wants her to tell everybody how she was impacted by touching him. And that's what you and I are supposed to do when we encounter him. That's the way the Lord intends us to be. And so today, this is a simple reflection of a homily, more than it is, you know, go out and do this. But I want you to really appreciate what you're approaching and what you're able to access as something. Again, I said it, I think last week, the prophets and the kings longed to do this, to look upon him, which you get to receive him. So 
Come forward with faith. Jesus said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Come forward with faith. Bring forth your needs. Bring forth your vulnerabilities. Bring forth the needs of those you know who can't be here or who refuse to be here. And allow him to do what he knows best. And then after that, we account for it. We, we share that. And so let's appreciate today the amazing privilege we have to access our Lord. Amen.